Hey, it's Kathy. I'm so excited because, drumroll please, doors are officially open to my program, The Abundance Method. I have been wanting to put this program out in the world for two and a half years. I've been working on it behind the scenes, and this is my signature program. This is the program that is going to teach you the method, the framework for how to become a master manifester in your life. Why is that? Because everything is vibration. We live in a world that is atomic. That means the world is made of atoms, which is energy. 99.9% of every atom is energy and less than 1% particle. So in order for us to manifest in our life, we need to become the highest vibe possible and to sustain that. This program is going to show you how to meditate and how to set your day on the right track so that you have a practice that can help you project your amazing energy into the world, which will bend the 3D, which will help you manifest in ways that you won't even believe. This is a transformative live 10-week program. It is designed to help you on this journey of spiritual awakening. It's going to give you tons of tools. I'm going to show you how to change your energy, master the manifestation once and for all, This is the first program of its kind. We're actually trademarking all of this framework because it is something that is so unique. And I think you're going to be so excited about learning it. Also, there are some bonuses right now. If you sign up, you're going to get an exclusive podcast so that you can be listening to this program. If you can't make the live Zoom calls, we can give it to you on a track so that you can be listening to it like you do a podcast. Also, you're going to get a pack of 10 meditations from me. And you're going to be getting a training that I just gave a workshop called Permission to be Rich, one of the best workshops I've ever done, which you will love. And there is a platinum level to this program. If you choose the platinum level, not only do you get extra coaching calls with me, you also get extra mentor support, but this is really cool. You also get a retreat included. My retreats are normally $3,000. You will get the retreat for free included. Plus, you will get a front row seat at that retreat because you will be on the platinum VIP track at the retreat. All of this is here for you. I'd love to see you in this program. I want to see you tapping in, turning on to that electricity within you so that you can find your way to the life that you were born to manifest for yourself. You can join us now at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait. Get on in there. See what all the excitement is about. It's going to be so much fun. Thanks to Headspace for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Headspace is your guide to health and happiness. Headspace will teach you the life-changing skills of meditation and mindfulness in just a few minutes a day. You can sign up now at headspace.com slash dreamjob to get a free month trial. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I'm really excited about today's episode. We have an incredible guest. Her name is Kate Northrup, and I'm going to tell you who she is in a second if you don't already know, but we're going to get into some really good stuff today. We're going to talk about things that I think are going to make some big shifts for you and help you to honor who you are and what you are and celebrate yourself and prioritize what actually matters most. So I'm looking forward to getting into that. Before we do, I just wanted to say that yesterday I had one of those days where I just felt overwhelmed. I was feeling anxious and I was feeling pressure. Have you ever felt that? I feel like you probably feel that a lot. I know I feel that a lot. And when that happens, it sort of keeps us from the flow. 
And it happens for lots of different reasons. But I think one thing that we don't do often enough is just stop to acknowledge that we're actually doing a lot of good things and we're doing a great job. And I want to be here to tell that to you. I didn't necessarily have that being told to me as often as I would have liked. My mom suffered, you know, and still does suffer from a lot of depression and anxiety. And it's something that runs in my family. And it's something that I've struggled with. And my parents split up. And so I was on my own a lot. Um, Emotionally, I had to kind of be my own parent. And sometimes I notice how I'm just like running so fast and working so hard and climbing and striving and creating and making. And I think for all of us, once in a while, you need to be reminded, like, you're doing great. You're doing a lot. And stop looking at other people and then measuring where you are against what you think is where they are. Everybody's growth is specific to you. We have to just honor where we are. And I think that one thing that could be helpful is when this pressure comes along and you, let's say you set a goal and you're saying to yourself, oh my gosh, it's already February and I had all these things I wanted to do and I'm already behind and you're feeling frustrated. I think sometimes what happens is our self-doubt is what's getting in the way. And I just wanted to make a point that I think is really, really maybe the point, if I have a point to make, which is that the most important thing that you need in order to succeed, I'm telling you this, I'm telling you this is true, is that beautiful, unbridled enthusiasm and that passion and that heart. I have seen how much people are yearning for that, how thirsty people are to have that around. And I've seen for myself that there are so many times where I'm so aware that something I'm doing is not yet completely perfect or developed or ready, whatever that means. And I have that enthusiasm and I just go for it. I know it's not perfect, but what I do know is that I'm I'm really excited. And everybody in the world is always looking for that person to sit across from and to see your eyes light up and to see that enthusiasm and that love of something and that passion. And I want you to know that that's like 99% of it. And then the steps those are actually much easier than that. But the thing that's going to unlock and unleash all of these incredible opportunities is you knowing that you're worthy and just allowing whatever is in you to come shining forth and just to come out and just to say, here I am world. This is what I love. This is what I care about. People are so thirsty for human beings who have that kind of enthusiasm. And that's really the deal. I just want you to remember, like you already have it. You have the most precious thing in the world inside of you. You have an abundance of passion, compassion, love, energy, enthusiasm. And these are the things. That's all you need. And I think we just get in our own way because we get so hard on ourselves. That's really the point I'm trying to make. So just let me be one person who tells you today, you're amazing. You have so much to add to the world. You, right now, the way you are, exactly as you are. And the trick to productivity and success is this miracle of knowing your worth. Having the confidence to speak up, to make things, doing things even when you're absolutely certain it's not perfect. Just remember that that's what the world is so, so thirsty for is somebody who's vulnerable and genuine and empathetic and enthusiastic and you have all of that. So showing up with that is 99% of the work. And sometimes that giant, 
river that you're hoping to cross is really just an illusion made up of worries and self-doubt. You're so beautiful. You're so incredible. You have a treasure trove of gifts within you. So tell me, what might you share with the world today? And what more value could you give? And how much more love and compassion and beauty could you add to the world if you stopped thinking that you were a million miles away from being ready and you just opened your heart? I'd love to hear your answer to that question, by the way. Why don't you come on over and follow me on Instagram at kathy.heller and then DM me because I read all of my messages. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Meanwhile, we have an amazing episode, so let's get to it. We have the lovely Kate Northrup with us today. She's an entrepreneur, a best-selling author, and the founder of The Origin Collective. She's written books like Money, A Love Story, and she has a new book coming out soon called Do Less. It's a revolutionary approach to time and energy management for busy moms, so definitely you can go ahead and pre-order that. And even if you're not a mom, I think the advice that she has can apply to anyone who's feeling overwhelmed by things, who's trying to juggle it all. She also has a membership site and a course, and she has a podcast called The Kate and Mike Show, and everything she does is there to help you be a light to the world without burning yourself out in the process. We're going to get into loads of good stuff, meaty advice on things like productivity, money, abundance, and even we're going to talk a little about mom guilt. So I think you're really going to love this conversation. Without further ado, please welcome the extraordinary Kate Northrup. Hi, Kate Northrup. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just so happy you're here for so many reasons. So I want to start off with a little bit about your journey. So basically, you know, the, the real and honest truth is I was raised in a pretty positive household. I will say, like, obviously, I've had my issues. You know, I come from a family of divorce. You know, I've been through tremendous challenges in the last year of life with my husband getting sick and, you know, having oh a new gosh. baby, which is a, a blessing, but also really hard. And um, so what I'm focusing on right now is time. And I was raised in an environment where productivity was placed as the holy grail of being a valuable human. And so the motto of my life up until a couple of years ago when I got pregnant for the first time was, let me show you how much I can do and prove to you how much I am worth. Yep. I know that well. Yeah. And I, I would imagine you listening as well knows that well, because if you're, you know, if you're on kind of the personal growth track or the entrepreneurship track, there is this tendency to be in hyperdrive around doing things. Yeah. And it can only get us so far because if if you've read um, Bronnie Ware's book, The Five Biggest Regrets of the Dying, it's a really powerful, wow. I haven't read actually the whole thing to be perfectly honest, but you just <laughs> have to know the five regrets. And none of the five regrets is, I wish I had worked more. Or I wish I had done more. They're really like, I wish I had connected more with my purpose. I wish I had kept better in touch with the people I love. I wish I had given myself permission to do what I wanted instead of what other people wanted me to do. Right. So that's a lot of what I'm thinking about now, having been raised in an environment with hyper-achieving parents, yeah. um, gone to an Ivy League school to kind of really follow the path that you're supposed to to follow for you know, this means you're successful or whatever. Yes. Um, and then realized at the end of the day, my happiest days are the ones where I'm like sitting on my living room floor with my kids crawling all over me. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that makes a lot of sense. And that takes a lot of courage to have that awareness and then make that shift into like doing less. 
it looks like you've been really trying to facilitate that more for people in your community and on your website. There's a have more by doing less free guide, three simple steps to create space for what matters most. Is that along those lines? Is that what you're trying to help people with there? And if so, what is that about? Like, what are those steps to be able to do less and have more? Yeah. So number one is to really, really get clear on what actually matters to you. And the honest truth is that's going to be really different for every person. So that's why keeping up with the Joneses and trying to compare ourselves to the lives of strangers on Instagram is really painful because the same things are not important to all of us. And that's really step number one. And if, if you don't really know where to start when it comes to answering the question, what matters to me, what really matters, I really recommend looking back over your past year and asking yourself what moments stuck out to me and why. And that's going to be your first clue. Um, For us as a family, we just finished our year end review and annual planning. And as a family, uh, my husband and I looked back and to be honest, I I only got on one airplane in, well, two, because I had to go there and back um, in the (laughs) last year. And the time that meant the most to me was just kind of like that unplanned spacious time walking around my neighborhood, hanging out with my kids, hanging out with my neighbors. And so that's nice. It makes it really easy when you know what matters to you to then do the next step, which is, you know, know what to say yes to and and more importantly, what to say no to. So let's say I get invited to 12 incredible speaking gigs this year. Well, that's awesome. That sounds really fancy. And that might be number one on somebody else's list. But if I look back on what really matters to me, it's this unplanned, spacious weekend time with my right. family. And if I say yes to a gig all the time, I don't get that. So so knowing knowing that piece makes it really so much more clear what to spend our precious time and energy on because we really cannot have it all, but we can have what we want. Yeah, it's really beautiful what you're saying. And it's so like novel. I love what you're saying about really you get to decide and you get to lean into what you really love. And here's the cool thing I found is that by leaning into the thing I really want to spend time on, it can be like Danielle Laporte said when she was here, let it be easy. That can actually be the thing that starts to create abundance for me in my world, not just enriching in conversations, but also um, in terms of our work. And what do you think about how we can make that possible? Is it possible to lean into what we love and then be able to work on that full time? So here's some of the trends that I see. One is, again, clarity, clarity, clarity on what matters to you, meaning your desired lifestyle. Right. Because I know people who can thrive on six hours of sleep and love getting on a plane every week and love, you know, being at tons of events and just like busting it out all the time. And that's great. I used to be a little bit more like that. And I also know people who need like nine hours of sleep a night and really are single processors where essentially it's like one project at a time. And so I think what's really important is to know what kind of life you want, because at the end of the your life, you're not going to really look back and be like, again, I wish I had worked more. And so the question then is the life. And and so can we build 
something where we get paid to do what we love while having the kind of life that we want. And I do believe you can, no matter who you are. But what's really important is not only identifying what you love to do, but identifying the intersection between what you love to do and what people will pay you for. I think yes. there's a lot of conversation out there about like, just do what you love and, and the money will come. And, and that's just not true. That's right. We talk about that so much on this show because it has to be something that the world needs, right? You have to be doing yes. something that not only you like painting that painting, but someone else thought it was beautiful or filled the need that they had for their condo and all of that stuff. So that's for sure. You have to do something that the world needs and wants. And in some way, you're doing the thing that's solving a problem, right? Yes, absolutely. I think one of the, like my recent most passionate project is my origin membership. And I created it because I was in all of these moms groups and I was in all these entrepreneur groups, but like none of them really talked about the other thing. It was either life or business. And I really wanted a, a community and a membership that was about both. So I just, I made it and, and it's been incredibly successful because it turns out if I was missing something, other people were as well. Right, right. And what is it that you hope, like what, what's the highest good you're hoping to serve with that membership? Because I feel like that'll get us to right now what you feel so much called to give to the world. Yeah. So for me, a woman's relationship with her time is synonymous with a woman's relationship with her worth. And we live in a culture that glorifies busy and doing above all, but we end up sick and exhausted right. and burned out and alienated from the people that we, we say that we love the most mm. and, and push, push, push. And, and it's really this linear model of success. Mm -hmm. So my deepest wish with origin with, a, I, I have a forthcoming book called do less, which is all about this same. I know. Uh, so philosophy. exciting. So exciting. Yep. I'm really excited about Great. it. Um, is to really guide women to connect with a source of worth that's inside them so that they can guide their time. Um, because again, like our time is limited. It just is. Mm -hmm. Our time is limited and we just, we don't get more of it. Um, and so when we can connect with how worthy we are of using our time in the way that we deem it's most useful, yep. then we really can create these miraculous lives where we are able to get paid for doing what we love. We are able to create these meaningful relationships and really wake up in the morning loving the day in front of us most of the time. Oh. And when we don't, we know how to take our time and energy back from the people and things that have hijacked it. Wow. This is so big. I wanted to, I mean, I have three little kids myself, so I get it. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people feel like they don't have time and that's just, that's just a fact. What do you say to someone who's like, that's good for you, but I don't have the luxury of any free time to play with or to then decide how I'm going to spend it? Um, listen, there are times when I also feel like I have no time. Um, this past fall, I had a new baby. My husband was incredibly sick and incapable of doing anything. Mm. I have a three-year-old and I was also responsible for running our company and paying payroll and the mortgage. That's a, and the food so on the much. Table that is so, so much, so much. It was a lot. And... What I got to is that I have these bare minimums. And so it's like the things that are up there with oxygen in terms of like, I'm not going to make it unless this. 
So for me, it's sleep, but I know that's not the truth for everybody. And I really looked at what are the bare minimums in my company? Like if, if I cannot do everything, which I never can, but especially during this time I was hanging on by a thread, what is so like the bare minimum? And so that's really looking at your 80-20. So what are the 20% of activities that will get you 80% of the results or the 90, you know, the 90-10, whatever it is for you. Um, for me, I really came up with that it's content creation and connecting with people. Now, everyone is going to have these, whether you have a day job or you have a business, there are going to be like, you have to be looking at what are the results that you're after? And what are the tasks that actually lead to those results? And then what are the tasks that you're spending the rest of your day doing? And you can do an exercise, this will take you about 10 minutes. And I know you can find 10 minutes on one side of a piece of paper, write down the tasks that take up your day. On the other side of the piece of paper, write down your biggest wins. And I would do this career, like one for career and one for personal life. Don't mix them because it gets confusing. Mm-hmm. And then draw a line from the from your big wins back to the task that actually directly led to that big win, whether it was getting a big client, um, you know, getting a promotion, whatever it was that you can lead back and then look at the items, the tasks that actually led to the big wins. Those are your 20%. And so over time, every day, you want to be taking up more of your day with the 20% and less and less of the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also believe that there are just certain things we just have to let go of. Like, for example, I moved into a house in July of 2017. We still have a lot of blank walls. And I have neighbors whose homes look like they're ready for a magazine shoot. Right, right. It's awesome. And I admire them, but like, it just hasn't been my priority to make my house look perfect. And I'm, I've let that go because going crazy about my house looking perfect is just not the highest and best use of my time at this season. You sure? I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That wall really needs them. Um, That makes a lot of sense. Now I want to ask you a follow-up question, which really, I think comes up for me right away as a mom, which is I have tremendous feelings of guilt when I think about prioritizing the things that really nurture me, if it's going to mean that my kids stay is an extra hour without me. And really, I know I've, I've done it enough to know that if I meditate or if I go to that yoga class or if I take that walk with a friend or just go have a cup of coffee or take a shower, I know it makes me feel more normal, but it's so hard. It's like, a, a, it's like an unconscious knee-jerk reaction of, do what other people need from me first before I take care of myself. I'm familiar with that feeling. (laughs) I'm glad you brought it up. Um, And my question for you is, what is the root? Where is the root of the belief that our kids are only okay if we're with them? Where where is that? Where was that seed planted? Who told you that? Or how did you come to that belief? Um, Because I have it too, that knee jerk, like, oh my gosh, if I sit down at the end of the day and breathe for 10 minutes, that means my kids are at daycare for an extra 10 minutes. And that means I'm a bad mom. But we have to question these things because otherwise they run our lives. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, my kid's life is not going to be different. In fact, it's going to be better 
if I get them 30 minutes late because I took a walk around the block by myself, because I won't yell at them. I will yeah. be present. I will laugh with them. And it really, like I read, I read a bunch of studies when I was writing my book, Do Less, that I included in there about the fact that data really proves that the quantity of time we spend with our children within reason does not matter. It's how happy and how enjoy, like how much enjoyment we are having and how much, how present we are when we are with them. Yeah. And I think for me, it was definitely a feeling of like my mom was saying like, look what I did. I sacrificed my career dreams so that I could be home with you. Mm. But she was so depressed all the time and I knew it. I knew how unfulfilled she was. But there is some feeling yeah. that women have where it's like, you know, you can do it all. But that then means you have to be the CEO and with your kids all the time. It doesn't mean do less. It just means do even more. You know, it's like, of course, you should mm -hmm. be able to make seven figures and be the best mom ever. It, I think the the insular family thing does not serve us in a lot of ways. Um, the depression rates are really high with women. Yeah. Um, and I think it is because we are so isolated from one another. I mean, when my first daughter was an infant, it was very difficult as is the of case course. with many people yeah. having their first child. Yep. Um, and I could like, I felt so much better if I just like took her somewhere and sat with another right. mom. So we are so much stronger together. And one of the greatest ways you can do less is to find your people and to connect and be going through hard stuff, at least in a living room with someone yeah. else when you can. No, I love that. I remember when I had my first daughter and I started to feel like that if I, if I went to a hospital under an x-ray, they would be able to see how sad I was. That's how sad I was. Like it was yeah. in my body. I was like, no, no, you can't see it. It's in my shoulder. Look at my chest. I need to cry. Mm -hmm. And it's important that this gets talked about. Like you can't just stare down and like breastfeed all day. Like you will go crazy. Most, most no. people. I will speak for myself. It's boring. I know. Thank like, you. Oh, I so boring. <laughs> really get bored with my kids. I'm just going to say it. Me too. I know. I love them so much and I miss them. Like right now I'm going to go get them in about an hour. I miss them so much, but I'm, but I'm also bored with them. Yep. And it's both and it's <sighs> weird. And you know, motherhood has taught me paradox beyond like that how much I can feel two totally yes. opposite things simultaneously Same. a person who's been able to achieve what you've achieved and connect the way you connect with people and speaks the way you speak those gifts that you have of course you would be bored that's like telling a horse you're not going to race anymore you're literally going to sit here <laughs> on the floor and you won't be bored you'll love right. it you're like wait, wait that's not what I do eating Cheerios right, right. <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> Okay, I want to get to two other things because I don't have you forever and you do have kids and lots of stuff you have to do. And I want to I talk about two other things. You're now really working on such a bigger holistic movement to help people to really get in touch with what's going to empower them. But you've spent time in the past really helping people break through their money stuff. So it is such an issue and people struggle so much with feelings of shame and self-worth stuff comes up and do I deserve it and who am I to have it? Let's just talk a little bit about that and how people can shift that mindset. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. I find that the money conversation and the time conversation is the same conversation. Mm. It's just a different resource we're talking about. It really comes down to where are we sourcing our worth, mm. 
Where are we sourcing our value? So when it comes to money, getting in touch with our inherent value. And to me, it's like a a process. And, you know, I don't know what people's religious beliefs are, but for me, it comes down to a process of getting in touch with my divinity, knowing that like, ultimately we're all made of stardust and it's all just wonder. And so then we made up money and we made up time to keep us organized and keep us busy because what else would we do? And Uh so to know, like, I really find deep solace in getting to the grounding of what's actually true, which is that nobody knows what the heck is going on. We're all just here (laughs) trying to figure out what the heck it means to be human. And then we've got these layered systems, which is the, the monetary system, the linear time system. So it's how can we infuse those systems with the truth of who we are, which is that we, you know, I don't know who said this, but it's like Wayne Dyer or Deepak Chopra about the, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So when it comes to money specifically, it's to get really conscious. One of my words, my word for 2019 is devotion. And this concept of being devoted to the truth of what I really want and in With many of people I talk to, there's so much distraction thinking like, oh, buying that piece of furniture is going to make me feel, you know, worthy of my neighbor's adoration. Mm. It's all just like swept up in status. And so at the end of the day, I believe in abundance. That's great. But mostly because you can have a bigger impact, you know, um, Who's that lady? Um, Mother Teresa. Who's that lady? That's the best that lady, lady ever. She, who's that she one? Said, with the white yeah. thing with the blue right. stripe. She says yeah. it takes a checkbook to change the world. Oh, that's good. I really believe there are some causes for me, at least. I'm really dedicated to the upliftment of women and girls. You know, if you read the book, Half the Sky, it, there's such clear data that when we educate and empower women and girls, the world changes. And so I think that it's really important that each of us get in touch with what that thing is that really matters to us to drive us. Because at the end of the day, even if you get past the hump of debt and get pop into high earning, if you make it about a car or a fancy house or whatever, that you will lose steam yep. so fast. And also, like, I think we have some issues with toxicity around wealth um, accumulation in our world Mm -hmm. and issues with, honestly, issues with capitalism. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not the world's leading expert, but like the idea that the point is stuff is problematic. I would say, Um, (laughs) you know, it is, it just is. So, you know, I think that what's really important is to get below the dollars and cents. And I had to heal my stuff with money really get into a spiritual relationship with money where I was showing up for my money as a way of showing up for myself, knowing that I had earned that money in exchange for some kind of value I had offered to the world that then I earned the money in exchange for that value. So it was a stand in for, for a service that I was providing. And so my, my showing up for my money and looking at my spreadsheets and checking my balances and paying my bills on time has continued to be part of my spiritual practice because otherwise I just could never make myself do it. Everything you just said is like fairy dust because it's <laughs> it's words put together that I've never heard put together. 
and it makes it all mm. it makes all the illusion disappear. I love everything that you're saying, but before we go on, let's just say a quick thanks to our sponsor. Headspace is your guide to health and happiness. I love Headspace. They have so many different types of meditations to choose from, no matter what the situation. So there might be days where I want to reduce my anxiety and do a meditation. Other days, I might just want to calm down before sleep. There's so much there. Headspace even has SOS exercises for meltdown moments and mini meditations for busy days. Plus, with guided exercises to help you add a touch of mindfulness to daily activities like cooking and commuting and eating, it just helps to get a little bit of distance from those thoughts, from that spinning, so that you can actually see clearly and you can just feel better. You know, on the show, I talk about how much meditation has helped me, but there's some cool statistics about the benefits that have been found with people practicing meditation on Headspace. Four weeks of Headspace was found to improve focus by 14% and 10 days of Headspace increased happiness by 5% and reduced stress by 14%. So start your journey towards a healthier, happier life by subscribing to Headspace. You can sign up at headspace.com slash dreamjob and you can get a free month trial. That's headspace.com slash dreamjob for a free month trial and start meditating today. So let's talk about it. If there's a person who is struggling and they have barely anything in their checkbook and they've been living through this cycle decade after decade where it's just so hard to get enough money to pay a bill, what is that a reflection of? Is that a reflection of my self-esteem, my self-worth? Is that a reflection of I haven't figured out what my value is to exchange for the value of money? What is it about and how do I get out of that pit? What I want to mention first and foremost is that there are actually systems of oppression and marginalization that do affect certain populations more than others. And so I think that it's really important that we acknowledge that there are systems who serve others better than yeah. to serve one, one group better than others. And so if you're listening and you are part of a traditionally marginalized group, like I'm not sitting here saying well, you just need to change your mind and then you would change your circumstances because that's not the whole truth. So with that being said, then it does come down to, okay, well, we have these circumstances. What can we do within them? Because we always have at least a sliver of choice. And so I see two things very commonly. Uh, One is that drama around money comes from a lack of self-worth, whether it was coming from a background where um, you were literally told that you weren't worth anything or it was exhibited, you know, like with people's behavior that you were not valuable and worthy. And so again, that comes back to you are made of stardust and we have to connect with the divinity within ourselves. I think a meditation practice is beautiful for that. Uh, For me, I go to dance church on Friday mornings. I go to this West African dance and um, just dance it out. And I always feel closer to God when I leave. So whatever it's going to be for you, I don't know. It could be the trees. Like, you know, a lot of my friends connect with the divine within themselves in the woods, um, whatever. So, so that's first and foremost, I think that's the greatest place to find your worth and, and a little exercise to do. If you sense that perhaps you might have some dings in the self-worth area, which I think all of us do is at the end of the day, um, writing down three things that make you valuable And then the next day, write down three new ones and just make it a practice for, let's say, 30 days of that journaling. Um, It it should only take you three minutes. It doesn't have to. I'm I'm not big into like long, elaborate rituals or exercises. I'm just like, I don't I don't have time. Right. I get it. Um, So make it make it snappy. (laughs) Um, And then the second (laughs) second one, the second sort of root cause of financial issues that I see often is um, kind of like an addiction to drama. 
So a lot of us grow up in situations where we were not in control because what child is in control, right? right? So any sort of compulsive behavior comes from this same place of like trying to find control within chaotic situations. But I think for some people, it's, it's the opposite where it's like there was a lot of chaos growing up. And so we become addicted to chaos because it feels like home and finances and not, not being on top of our finances naturally create a lot of chaos because there's this domino effect where you're, if you're not on top of it in one little area, it balloons and it balloons and it balloons because it really does affect every aspect of Mm -hmm. your life. Um, And it can set off a lot of fires pretty fast. And so really look at like your relationship to chaos and your relationship to drama and see if there is some element to which you are staying in a cycle of drama to keep you from actually living your best life for lack of a better way to say it. I've personally kept myself small for years by being in financial stress because I think I was really ultimately afraid of what would happen if I actually was as powerful as I knew I could be. Wow. That's really honest. And I feel like a lot of people are going to be listening, thinking like feeling a little self like defensive, like that can't be like, I'm struggling with money, but I think I really like myself and my self-esteem is probably great. And why don't we see if you can tell us how it is that your self-worth then dictates how much money you make. So I will say, you can't say like carte blanche that the amount you value yourself equals how much you'll make because you know, we have screwed up systems and like, I think teachers should be making a heck of a lot more money than they are, but we just live in a system that doesn't value it as much as it should. So I will just edit that to say that your amount of self-value could be connected. Yep. (laughs) Could be. And you can try it on (laughs) and see if it works in your life. But here's a direct example. Okay. So I'm, I'm starting out my business. I'm going to a conference and I'm looking to connect with potential affiliates for a product that I'm launching. And scenario A is I am feeling really scared. I am feeling like I'm not sure if what I'm offering is even of value. I am feeling like, who am I anyway to be doing this? And I approach every one of those conversations and I over talk and I over explain Uh, my body language is weird and I irritate everyone I talk to, (laughs) right? And no connections are made. Right. Okay. Scenario B, I am so psyched about what I have to offer. I am clear that it's going to change people's lives. I have done the work to have proof of concept. Mm -hmm. So I've had beta testers. I have gone through a course and implemented it. So I actually know what the heck I'm Mm -hmm. doing. And I show up at that conference. And instead of trying to spray everybody there with how incredible I am, because my worth is inherent and I'm not looking to other people to validate it for me. I go up and I make these really amazing connections where I'm asking people questions about themselves. I'm connecting on a very deep level and they want to keep in touch with me, not because of my product or my business, but because 
I was luminous and because I made them feel amazing about themselves and they just were like, I feel good being with this person. Let's keep in touch. So then they message me and then we're off to the races. Some of them become affiliates, some of them, whatever, but I end up doing great with my launch because I was coming from a place of being whole as opposed to a place. of. And you just said a trail of empowering things that were all hidden in that story or not so hidden, but they were all pieces in that story and they all had to do with, radical empathy for the other person, which comes when you're not obsessed with being worried about your own insecurities, right? Yeah, you know what? I do agree with it. I think that the core of of real, true and deep connection, I mean, I am definitely not the first person to say this, but the real core of true, deep connection is loving yourself first. Yeah. Because when we spend time with somebody who is like whole and really like not looking for anything, it's really such a gratifying experience. And we can really show up for our others from that place. And I just want to say for the listener that what I mean by this is not that you have figured out all the answers or that you don't no. have struggles. I think it's just a permission to be wherever you are and be okay with that and invite every aspect of you to have tea with you in the morning. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. getting rid of the shame around parts yeah. of you that you struggle with and just being okay with that, that that's something that you're going to be sort of working through on this quest, like until the yeah. day that you go to that next world. But I know this comes up a lot in the conversation around worth and money where people feel like um, they don't really deserve that much. Why the guilt? Like why not be able to be like, I want to make 500. Like there's something about making lots of money that we feel like it's okay. I don't need that much. Like we're not deserving of it. And I'm wondering how we can break through that. You know, um, there was a, there's a great book that I have not read, but I love the title, which is um, how can I change the world if I can't even find my keys? So it's actually a book about organizing, but I think that it could be very much translated to money, right? So how can I change the world if I can't even, you know, if I can't even pay my rent mm-hmm. is essentially what the translation could be. So I think that it's really important to reorganize and understand that it's irrational. It's just, it's just irrational to think that in order to be a good person, we need to struggle because any of us who has struggled knows that we're not that good for anybody else when we're struggling in this particular uh, past fall, for example, I literally had nothing to give other than keeping my kids fed yeah. and relatively clean myself a- alive and my husband going and our business. Like if any friends had come and needed something from me at that time, I really couldn't help them. And I wasn't thinking much about the outside world because I was in survival mode. Yeah. So it's actually the opposite. If we want to be helpful We need to create spaciousness in our schedule and abundance in our bank account so that we have breathing room to not have to make quick decisions out of stress. Um, You know, we we do make better decisions literally when we're not in fight or flight because the blood actually flows to the parts of our brain that are more wise versus Mm. impulsive. Um, so I, I do think that we are better off for the world mm-hmm. when we are replete financially, whatever that means for you. Now, I also just want to say like making more money isn't in and of itself 
going to do anything for you. Right. <laughs> beyond beyond the basics. They the studies actually show that above about whatever your equivalent of fifty thousand dollars a year in income is, increases in income don't actually increase our happiness mm-hmm. incrementally. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to get your basics covered. And then beyond that, it's to know, well, what is this money for? How am I going to make more of an impact? How is this going to help me feel the way I want to feel? How is, you know, for me, it's like always about, it's always about hosting people. I don't know why, but I'm like, yes, I want, yes. you know, I want this so that I can take my three best friends to do this thing or so that we can build a beautiful guest room or so that, you know, I, it's always about like hosting people or who else could I hang out with or spread, spread, you know, it's always about spreading it around. That's for me. That might not be for everybody. Yep. That's so beautiful. It's such important work that you're doing and and the work you're doing now about doing less, I really feel does go hand in hand with having more abundance. I think for me and my own personal journey, the wisdom, the idea, the direction, the curiosity, the thing that I need that's actually going to unlock so much abundance for me is usually hidden in plain sight. And I usually don't hear it or turn to it unless I'm quiet and meditating. And one meditation, one 10 minute meditation might help you figure out like there is this thing that you're curious about. And if you just breathe into that a little bit and just follow that next curiosity to wherever it leads you, it could open every door, right? Is that sort of what you have found as well? Absolutely. There's a great quote by Lao Tzu that nature never rushes yet everything gets done. And that's really it. It's just really looking to nature to see how we can live our lives more abundantly, more spaciously, so that everyone gets taken care of. Yeah, so beautiful. Tell us where we can find you. So everything I do can be found over at katenorthrup.com. That's the best place to find me. I'm also a frequenter on Instagram at Kate Northrup. So you can also connect with me there. I'd love to connect with you. Amazing. And if somebody is listening right now, and I'm imagining most people are feeling really inspired and really hopeful and feeling that they want to dive into all this, but they don't know where to start. What's one thing they could do when they turn off this podcast? One thing they could do today that might put them in the right direction? I would take a minute, just like I said at the beginning, think about your past year and think about what are the moments that stand out to you and what is it about those moments that matter to you? And then do whatever you need to do to get more moments like that this year. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all of this. You're so welcome. This was so much fun. Kate was so amazing, right? She's amazing. Remember to go check out all her resources at her website, katenorthrup.com, because we only just touched the surface of the incredible wisdom she has to offer. Now let's talk about some of your wins. So Gianna DM me on Instagram and said, Hey, Kathy, I recently discovered your podcast and went all the way back to the beginning. So I wouldn't miss a thing. I wanted to share my new Instagram account with you, and I'd love if you could follow along. I'm truthfully not sure what it's going to amount to yet, but I'm finally taking all the advice I've been listening to by just doing something and starting and hoping that gives me more clarity. For now, it's going to be a DIY account of baking, crafting, and party planning, all the things I've always loved to do. I'm thinking it might lead to creating favors, planning parties locally with the goal of hosting monthly events at local bars and restaurants, similar to the paint nights people host now, but with different crafts and themes each time. 
I've named the endeavor Mary Lou after my late grandma from whom I got every ounce of creative resourcefulness. The logo actually includes her signature, which I took from an old birthday card. And the background is a cut tree stump, which is another nod at our relationship. I don't know what this might turn into, but your show has really inspired me to try and make something out of the things I enjoy. So thank you. Gianna, thank you so much for sharing this. I love that you're trying things out. I love that you're doing things that make you feel good and giving yourself permission to play. Even if you don't have the next eight steps figured out, you're going to find your way to what you're meant to do. Your grandma would be so proud of you. And I hope that you know she's probably shining down, cheering for you. I love that you posted this. And I know this is just the beginning of something so spectacular. You guys, you can go ahead and follow her at Little Mary Luz and give her some love. All right, next win, Cassandra posted in our Facebook group. She said, I'm taking baby steps and allowing myself to really do my business properly. And I'm thankful that I have a day job that pays the bills for now while allowing me to spend a little bit on my passion on the side. So this week I did a little test. I posted one of my projects on a few design and craft Facebook pages, and I've gotten some really amazing responses from people. It gives me hope that I'm doing the right thing. Also, I love this freaking group because it seriously keeps me accountable. And because of this group, I'm actively doing something every day to make my passion my day job. I've never been able to say that before. So thank you. You guys, this Facebook group that she's talking about is amazing. You guys can come on over and find these incredible supportive people if you haven't already joined us at the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. But Cassandra, the photo you posted of this beautiful frame is awesome. She posted this thing that she decorated with flowers and other greenery. You really, really, you have a gift. I love that you're able to see your job as a blessing now and that you found the courage to share your work with the world because it's a huge step. So I also want to give a big shout out to some of our listening groups. Emily posted in the Don't Keep Your Day Facebook group, and she said, some of the members of the DC, Maryland, and Virginia meetup group met tonight for the first time in person. It was so fun. We usually meet over Zoom every Sunday night. Were it not for the Don't Keep Your Day Job podcast, we would probably never have met one another. So thank you, Kathy. Oh my gosh, this totally lifts my heart like a million balloons. You guys are amazing. Also, our Chicago group braved the freezing cold. Do you guys know how cold it was last week? It was like negative 30. They met up in person. And a few of the people in the Colorado group, like Rebecca and Lauren and Alira, they met up and they said, today, three of us were able to meet and discuss our upcoming trip to Dreamtopia. How awesome. Um, They're coming to this event. They said how wonderful it is to meet like-minded individuals on similar paths towards creative freedom. We owe it all to Kathy. If anyone else would like to join us next month, please reach out. So cool that these groups are forming all over the world so that you have a place to take these whispers, to take these ideas and to talk them out in a setting where it's safe and people don't think you're crazy and you have like-minded, loving, supportive souls who can help keep you accountable and to help you tease out those ideas. If you want to join a listening group, you can go to the show notes. There's a link there and we can help you find a local group in your area so that you can have people walking this journey with you. I think it's so helpful to have that kind of community. We have listening groups in Colorado, like I said, but also Ohio, Florida, Nebraska, Atlanta, Portland, Australia, Canada. There's so much going on. So again, there's a link in the show notes if you want to sign up for that. And as for the Dreamtopia workshop, um, the flash sale did end. But if you guys want to get a ticket, I would highly recommend you go to dreamtopiaworkshop.com and go get a ticket because we are going to sell this event out and it's going to be two incredible days. Amy Tangerine's going to be there. Sahara Rose, Andy J. Pizza from Creative Pep Talk and Jeff Goins and Amber Ray. It's going to be two days of sound baths and meditations and workshopping your ideas and helping you leave there really feeling like you came home to yourself and you know your worth 
and you have some strategies and you're ready to take the next steps, you're probably going to meet some friends for life. If you want to get tickets to the Dreamtopia event, you should come. It's going to be amazing. Like I said, the flash sale expired. Those tickets were $99. So that has expired. Over 100 people brought tickets. So that's amazing. I'm so glad you guys got that value. It's incredible. But I am going to make you guys a new coupon code. So if you use the word Valentine, this will expire next Thursday on Valentine's Day. You can get a ticket for $150. You can just go to dreamtopiaworkshop.com and give yourself a Valentine's Day gift and buy yourself a ticket before the price goes up again. Come to the Dreamtopia event. It's going to be March 14th and 15th. We're going to have the most incredible time. You will be so happy that you came. Use the code Valentine. That code will expire on midnight of February 14th, which is Valentine's Day. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Definitely come on over to Instagram. You can follow me at kathy.heller and I do check all my DMs. It might take me a day or two, but I will get back to you. Uh, Let me know your wins or your questions. You can can go ahead and post them also in the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group or you can email us at hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. Please keep spreading the word about this show. Please subscribe um, if you're not subscribed already and leave us a review wherever you're listening because it helps us so much. If you like this episode or any episode, take a second right now and text it to a friend or share the link over email or IM. This could maybe make somebody's day a little brighter and it absolutely 100% helps us. If all of you shared the show, we would double our audience, which does so much to help us keep creating more resources for you. So thank you for your support and your love. Have an awesome weekend. I'm going to leave you with another song of mine and I'll talk to you on Monday. Bye.